Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey guys, welcome to another fabulous episode of Anchor Moms. Um, we are geared up for another great episode. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good articles to get to in just a minute. So one of the things that we've been talking about um, a lot on the news this week is that the Pfizer vaccine looks like it is days away from being approved for 12 to 15 year olds. Um, and the CDC is, is talking about it. A lot of folks at home are talking about it. I think it's super exciting news, especially if you have a kid that's going to summer camp this year. Um, I think it means good things for kids who are going back to school in the fall. Like just the fact that this is where we are. Like, I mean, can you imagine this time last year if we did you even think that would be like a possibility? I didn't even think, no, I didn't even think 30 year olds would be getting vaccines at this point. And now we're talking about 12 year olds. Right. Yeah, I I literally thought it was it was possible that it was going to be the fall before me myself would get the vaccine. Like if you would exactly have at the beginning mm-hmm. of twenty twenty one, I thought I don't know maybe by midsummer, maybe by early fall, I would have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of amazing that we're talking about kids now. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about we had an article I think from a, a mom. Uh, she was a health reporter whose kids were part of this trial. So it's really interesting to kind of see like the fruition of it kind of happening now. I guess it went well. If they're about to approve all this stuff, and if you're listening to this a little bit later, then maybe it's already approved. Uh, but you know, but here's what's going to happen. Obviously, is it's going to be you know, ten year olds, eight year olds, six year olds, however the breakdown is, and eventually getting to the the age in which our kids are toddler age. I mean, our kids get have gotten vaccines, you know, already in their childhood. So this is just going to be another vaccine. It looks like they're going to be getting, and it's. Still a little nerve wracking for me. I'm not going to be honest to think about putting this vaccine in my child. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I shouldn't think that way anymore, especially after all these trials. But how do you guys feel? Well, one thing I talked to a doctor for work recently um, who talked about the um, the vaccine trial for kids 12 to 15. And he said, you know, the one thing is the number was way lower than this, you know, the trial numbers for the adult one. So like oh, 40,000 right. people were tested for this. It was like, I don't remember the exact number, let's say two to 5,000 or something, you know, much smaller scale. But he said, but it showed it was, it was something like, um, no kids who got the vaccine got COVID. And then the placebo group, the kids who didn't get the vaccine, there was like 18 who got COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's still showing that it is very, very, very effective, even with kids in the younger age group. So I think that makes me feel good. Um, and like you said, Ingrid, I mean, I don't, I I don't personally bat an eye when my kids get 
the flu vaccine or any of the other vaccines every year. I mean, I just always get whatever the doctor recommends because I trust them. Um, so to me, I, I think I would do it. Um, I know that it is, you know, a little bit different because it is new, but then I think back, well, like what, what about when the flu vaccine was new back in the day, you know, or all these other vaccines, right? Like they had to start at some point and some kids had to take them. And I, I just feel like everyone keeps saying this, but the alternative is getting COVID, which is obviously the, the possibility of much worse, right? Well, but it's different for kids because when kids get COVID, they're much more likely just to have, they're either asymptomatic or maybe not that bad off where they're having to go into the hospital and get on ventilators. Yes, that has happened. It has been incredibly rare. Now, if my child had a compromised immune system, some sort of illness, something like that, then I may be more inclined to, to say, yes, let's go for it. But knowing now if my child got COVID and maybe they're just a carrier, well, if all of my family members are vaccinated, then maybe that's less likely of a reason for me to get my child vaccinated. Not saying that I wouldn't, just saying that might mm -hmm. be the thinking for some. I mean, there's definitely arguments on both sides for sure. I mean, I think that that's a good point, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's kind of like a miracle, right? That we got it and we got it so quickly and it's, oh, it's working incredible. so well that I'm like, why turn your back on this gift, right? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one though, especially, you know, when you do think about your teeny tiny kids, like, and the fact that like, well, what if they later find out that there was some sort of side effect, you know, then it is yeah. scary. But yeah, I do. I, I did not hesitate to get the vaccine for myself, but I would be totally I would, if I were being completely honest, I definitely have some hesitancy with River. Ultimately, Brian and I were just talking about this yesterday and we're going to do it. He's like, we're absolutely going to do this because here's the thing is like, it's like, you're kind of like taking your chances either way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, your kid get COVID and the, the amount of children who have had negative side effects from COVID isn't zero. So it's kind of like, you're like sort of hedging your bets either way here. You know, the other thing is, is it's just kind of the responsible thing to do, in my opinion, to get your kids vaccinated. Um, there are immunocompromised adults who aren't able to get the vaccine or the vaccine doesn't work as well. And if your kid's a carrier, they come in contact. Like if your kid is able to get the vaccine, it seems like you probably should do it. Right. Um, yeah. But I totally understand the hesitancy. You know, your kid is different. They, they can't, your three-year-old can't verbally consent to it. <laughs> you, know, you can't say, so here's the risk factors. Are you cool with this? Okay. Right. But so, we're making every other decision in their life. So what's one more, I guess. Exactly. I guess that's it, probably exactly. I mean, I think it's definitely worthwhile having a conversation with your pediatrician. Our, our pediatrician already posted about it on Facebook. Oh, um, what, did, what did that? Like they're There's, getting ready. I, uh, there, well, I think locally, and I mean, this would, if you're not local, this would mean nothing to you, but um, that their hearing or some of the information provided to them is that, and again, this is a developing situation, so this could change, that it's not, these vaccines would not happen at their office, but that they would happen similar to like vaccine clinics, like where mm. we have all gotten our vaccines at a local college. But they would, you know, it's not, it's as we're recording this, it's not available just yet. So of course that information is forthcoming. Um, yeah. I think so. people are going to be a lot less likely to get it if they have to go to a clinic with their children. I think if it's like a pediatrician mm -hmm. visit, like, okay, mm -hmm. like we're here, let's just like knock it out. But like having to get your kids to a clinic, I think a lot fewer people will do that personally, I think. Yeah. But. yeah. I wonder what the impetus, mm -hmm. like, I wonder what the thought process is and maybe it's because you know, pediatricians don't have this. I mean, that's like overwhelming if you have every 
if you have hundreds of kids trying to get in at your pediatrician. Oh, I'm sure. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what the thought process, I mean, it will be, let's just say this, it'll be really interesting to see how they roll all of this out. Well, yeah. I hope it's not during like nap time or like bedtime. Make these, <laughs> I mean, make these clinics just, good times. Yeah. I mean, what if they yeah. just started doing it? Like once school started, like mm-hmm. you go to school and like Tuesday's your day to get your vaccine. I don't know. You know, and, like they, yeah. they're there at the school. You know, I um, think, should they hire the anchor moms um, to organize all of this? I think we will we, take I care of this I think we have world. This We've got it. <laughs> We've got, got it, it world. <laughs> Um, you know, I think the, whether you want to get it for your kids or not, like, let's just celebrate that it's going to be available. It looks like, right. So quickly. I mean, I think even just having that option, right. I think just having that option and availability is we should be thankful for that. And then if you don't want to get it, that's your right. But, um, for your kids, but I'm just excited that it happened this quickly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get to the news this morning. From the news desk. Okay, this first article comes from CNN Health. It's titled, We Are Starting to See How the Pandemic Affects Births in the U.S., mm. something we have talked about in previous podcasts. Um, baby, a baby bust was actually expected. So remember, I mean, gosh, yes. ladies, we're talking like a year ago we started talking about this. We were like, everyone's going to have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. watch out. Like, nine months, there's going to be so many little babies running around. Well, turns out it's the opposite. People did not get pregnant during the pandemic as much as maybe we had thought as the educated anchor moms <clears throat> that we are. Since, since we know it all. <laughs> since we know it all. Well, we actually, yeah. So um, the birth rate of the U.S. fell in the last quarter of 2020, decreasing significantly more than 6% from the same time period the previous year. That being said, even before the pandemic, U.S. births were actually on the decrease, on the decline. Fewer births, um, more deaths, and less immigration. So the pandemic is kind of helping all of these trends to continue. Um, Last year actually was the lowest number of births in the U.S. since 1979 is what this article is saying. I have seen other dates in other articles, but more or less the bottom line is birth rates are way down. You know, and couples may be postponing these babies because life is difficult right now. You know, I mean, I think we do that anyways as adults. We think, okay, I kind of, you know, I want to have a good job before I get pregnant or I want to have a house or whatever that milestone may be before you start getting pregnant. Um, so again, you're in the middle of pi- pandemic, maybe you lost your job or maybe you're struggling financially, or maybe you're just having some mental health issues. You're like, this is the last time. This is the last period in my life where I need to get pregnant. Um, so, you know, no one really knows how much COVID played a role in this, um, you know, birth decline, but, um, we will kind of wait and see, I guess, as we come out of the pandemic, as we were just talking about. But I'm not, well, I guess I'm not helping the study since I'm pregnant and have. I was going to say, pregnant. we are, we are helping to fight this trend here with Ingrid. So, <laughs> you know, you're doing your part, Ingrid. Working on it. Um, so I thought it was one of the things that I was thinking about when I was reading this, it did mention kind of briefly, but it's hard to find that relationship during COVID. Right. And I was thinking, I've kind of thought this all along. Thank goodness. I've got my, my spouse, my person and my kids. And I'm like kind of okay in my little bubble. But what if you, what if this had happened when you're 22 and, you know, just moved to a new city for your TV reporting job and you don't know anyone 
Like, how do you meet people? So like, I think that alone in my mind would be um, contributing to this decrease because how are people meeting? How are people meeting, dating? Is that happening? I don't know. It just seems so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, like, so there was not a real opportunity to accidentally get knocked up at, at the age of 20 during the pandemic. Because, well, like, not necessarily like, that. People at bar. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess I'm just saying like, you know, down the road, like the, the, the part of having a baby obviously starts from meeting the person. And so I'm just thinking like long-term here, nobody's been meeting, right? Meeting their soulmates or spouses or even girlfriends or boyfriends mm-hmm. in the past year, have they? I mean, are people, I think people are Zoom dating, right? Are they? It's hard are to get they? pregnant that way, I've heard. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a little bit tricky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's got to play a role in all of this. Like years down the road, there's going to be like this chunk of time where like nobody got like met and got married, right? Yeah, but I mean, I guess I, and I, and I agree with all of those things, but also I think the reality is like people are just having fewer babies and a lot later in life too. So everyone's kind of delaying it. And if you wanted at least a a tiny excuse to delay having a baby, then like perfect excuse is like pandemic, we're going to wait till that's over, like at Mm -hmm. least in a year. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if birth rates start to kind of go up within the next two years, I guess we'll know. But otherwise, I kind of contributed to, like, people are just, like, not having, you know, six kids anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's harder than ever to have uh, – I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about this, and the pandemic has exacerbated some of this. But I think some of this held true before the pandemic and is even more true now. It's, I mean, childcare is expensive, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you already had a kid, you were maybe doing virtual learning during the pandemic, Um, there's, um, wage gaps for women, uh, you know, finances are tight. Like it's just have, you know, um, access to things in this country for women and moms and families is probably, well, it's certainly not where it should be in my opinion, but if you just compare it to other countries, it's just, it's not the same. So I think like the pandemic probably makes a lot of that worse, but increasingly it's just harder and harder to have kids from a financial standpoint, a social, like a socioeconomic standpoint as well. Right. True. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to tell this little story. Another woman who's fighting the good fight, Dylan Dreyer. She's yes. a meteorologist for the Today Show. She just announced yes. that she's pregnant with her third boy, by the way, and her husband, yeah, and her husband um, says, well, kids, like, this is what happens when you're in a global pandemic, and you're watching Bridgerton, and he's like, he's like, he's like, hashtag, like, Bridgerton baby, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, we have talked so much about that on this show, like, I can't believe there are more babies after that. that I listen, I'm no kidding. <laughs> um, and you know, Dylan Dreyer has struggled with infertility, secondary infertility. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. She, uh, and so she, they have a one-year-old. I think they have a one-year-old. I mean, like, I think the, I think the little boy is like maybe 18 months, not even they're young. Yeah. He's so, little. Uh, yeah. And, um, so, I mean, good for them. I, I follow I follow both of them on Instagram, and you should. Her her husband and Dylan Dreyer they're on they're on an opposite network as us. They're on NBC, but um, mm. I like them, and they have funny parenting stories, and their kids are hilarious. So um, I still haven't watched Bridgerton, but I guess I should maybe. <laughs> you better talk before, to your husband before, before that. Before season two comes <laughs> out, please. Yeah, I would get on it. Okay. All right. All right. You want to do um a little moms? Should we have yeah. Some moms. 
sing the song. Sing the song, guys. We sounded good. Ow! Mom's the word. So it's about to be summertime in here in Western North Carolina. And one of my favorite um, sunscreens, it's a little expensive, um, but it's called Dr. Dennis Gross's and it's Instant Radiance Defense Sunscreen Broad Spectrum SPF 40. So it's basically a tinted sunscreen, mm. 42 bucks on Amazon, which I know is a hefty price. But listen, I swear by this stuff. Um, it's perfect for, so, if, you know, SPF 40, um, it like sort of it's it's not real heavy it's real light it fixes like uneven skin tone and it looks super natural so it's perfect if like you just want to go out really quick or you're at the pool you're going to go to the pool or you're going to go to the beach and you want some coverage and some sunscreen but you don't want to look like overdone um I wear it when we're snowboarding because it has SPF in it um so Somebody recommended this to me a couple of years ago and I've had, I've been using it now for about five years. And I will tell you, like I've had friends along the way who have started using it as well. Um, so based on that, I would say. So it's just for your not, face. It's just for your face. Um, and it's like a tinted sunscreen. Ingrid, it comes in a light medium and it comes hey in now. a medium a medium deep, which is what I use. And it goes a long way. Like I don't use it every day. I wouldn't, I can't use it for TV purposes because it's just, it's just too sheer. Um, and it kind of has yeah. like a, sort of a glowy kind of look for it. So you'd be shining on TV, but it's perfect right. for weekends. Um, it's perfect for those outdoor things. Um, I use it all the time and it goes a long way. I will say this, I would say one bottle lasts me close to a year because I don't use it all oh, the time. Oh, that's a good deal. You know, it yeah. comes in like a, I should have looked to see what the fluid ounce is, but you know, it comes in a pretty good size bottle. So I would check it out. It's Dr. Dennis Gross's Instant Radiance Defense Sunscreen SPF 40. Okay. All I right. I just bought my kid sunscreen, so I need oh. to buy myself sunscreen. So perfect. I would invest in this. Perfect. It's good. All right. Next article of the day. Um, this is called, I became a mother at 25 and I'm not sorry I didn't wait. Um, first of all, I think this author is a really good writer. I love I she is. Same article. Thing. She's, it was, she's it was a really good article. Yeah. Very good. So um, she talks about how um, she got pregnant, I think at 24, um, a, a young mother and in, in by today's terms. Um, and, and she and her husband went to like a birthday party and we're noticing how every, all the other parents were like us, right? Like in their thirties. Yeah. <laughs> in their thirties, maybe early forties. And they were the only couple with a kid at the birthday party in their like young twenties. Um, and they kind of were laughing about it and talking about how they were kind of the oddballs out. Anyway, so she talks about how um, she goes through a lot of statistics about what percentage of moms get pregnant at what age, have their first baby at what age, and, and all of that. Um, but she just basically says, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for it. It was what was right for us. And she talks about a lot of the things that we honestly talked about um, earlier in this episode about how socially, uh, socioeconomics have kind of led us to wait longer. Um, a lot of times to have kids, but for some people like her, it just wasn't that situation. And I kind of, I don't know, did you guys get a sense of whether it was a planned pregnancy or not? 
She doesn't say. Well, she, is, she said she was married, I think. She was yeah, definitely not, married, but I was kind of unclear if they... Yeah, not she sure. She's probably right. in the OB's office and being, like, right. surprised. Surprised, yeah. I, she doesn't say whether or not they planned it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I... Um, and I was kind of thinking um, back to my own experience. And, you know, I very distinctly remember... I mean, I got married a little bit later. And then I remember very much wanting to wait a while and just be married for a while, do our thing, have our adventures. And I did feel like... And she talks about this a little bit in the article. I did feel like I kind of wanted to, like, live my life a little bit, maybe selfishly, with my husband before I started having kids. Which, you know, I think there's things to be said on, on both sides of that. But um, the, the one thing that it made me think of was... I very distinctly remember, you know how everybody takes that birth class, a birthing class with your first kid. And uh, we were in the hospital taking the birthing class. And I remember realizing like, oh, wow, like I'm 33 and everybody else is like 20. You know, like it, it felt very obvious to me that I was the only one older. And they showed the video where the actual birth happens and, you know, they show everything. And you guys, I lost it. I was like crying. I was a mess. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I cannot do this. Like, this You're is like going to be too out. hard. Yeah. I'm freaking out. All the 20, 20 somethings were like totally unfaced. Maybe because they had like sex education more recently than you or something like that. Uh, yeah. Or like, or, or, like the, the other <laughs> thing I was thinking was like, maybe my life experiences, I'm so much older that now I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. And they are like so young that they're like, whatever, like it's the next thing. Like, I'll just do, I don't know. It's just like, kind it. of it kind of struck me that I was so like, uh, like floored by this video and what was going to happen. And these younger women were all like totally fine with it. I don't think that's going to be the common theme running with 20 year olds when they see a woman give birth for the first time, but I'm glad it was. <laughs> maybe, for maybe, maybe it was an anomaly. I don't know. But, um, it just kind of made me think like, huh, I, I don't know. And I, I, I just wonder if there is something to be said for people doing it or having kids at a younger age rather than waiting. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard from a lot of people who did have kids younger, you know, even like grandmothers and they are like, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad mm. I had my kids young. Like I, you know, just popped them out, you know, and then, and then a lot of those moms like went back to school or like started a new career or something like that. Um, I mean, I think whatever works for you, you know, is wonderful. Um, personally, you know, so my first child, I was pregnant at 29, which isn't young, but now I'm just turned 35. So now I'm officially geriatric pregnancy. And I feel like the first pregnancy was easier on like on my body body, but Mm -hmm. also I think the bigger thing is like my mental capacity is much lower (laughs) I don't know like you're just like you're older you're more you're worried about things you're like deep in your career you've got other kids like I don't know if it's any easier when you're older to have kids is kind of what I'm getting at because it wasn't it that hasn't been my experience I guess yeah I think it's like a balance right like you're I totally think um it's harder on your body the older you get. I definitely think. And I think you're right. You have all these other things going on in your life. Um, so there's that. But then if you're younger, I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine myself as a mom at 23. Oh, my like, gosh. I, no. I, did, I had no idea what I was doing. with. Like, I didn't know how to clean or cook or do anything when I was 23. Like, how, how could I have raised a child? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, crazy. I, think, I think a lot of people, you just figure it out. I mean, I think you just figure it out and you just make it work. I think it's funny. I think back to my mom. I remember she had, I think she had my sister or she had me 
she was like 28 or 29. And then my sister, when she was 30. And I remember her saying that she felt a huge rush to like get married and have kids. Cause you know, I grew up in rural Pennsylvania and she was like starting to get, she felt like she was starting to lose that window. Like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like I better get married and do this because like time is ticking. And now like, I didn't even get married. I think, I think I was 31 when we got married. So it's just funny. Mm -hmm. I think too. And I mean, I think this article talks a little bit about it too. Um, your, um, ethnicity, your race, where you grew up, mm-hmm. um, all of that really factors in to ultimately when people end up having babies, like what your culture is. I think even your level of education, your, your level career. of education. I mean, and it's totally true. When I was like 25, I was like, I was, um, just, I had just finished grad school. I was like making no money at my first TV station. I was like in debt. I mean, I just was, it was like the furthest thing from my mind, even if it's good about having kids, I was like not even thinking about getting married at that point. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you don't have to be married to have kids, obviously, but it just having a family and settling down was just the furthest from my mind. It, um, one of the uh, stats that was so odd to me, it said, if you live on the West or the East coast, you have a child statistically later than if you live in the middle of the country. Like, yeah. So well, I think it's because those, because all the big cities are along big the city, coastline, yeah. and there's a lot more women who put their work. career before having mm-hmm. children. Yeah, and it's also expensive. It's expensive to live mm-hmm. in California and New York and right. New Jersey and mm-hmm. you know Connecticut. So I mean, it, it 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 makes sense in a lot of ways, but you know, ultimately, like some people don't have. Um, you know, the luxury of having kids early, like, it's just really Mm -hmm. like whatever works out for you. And there, I think there are like definitely benefits to both having kids, you know, having kids young, having kids old, you do you, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. In other news, Katie, Um, I love this next, I love this one. I hoped you guys would love it as much as I do because I thought it was hilarious. It doesn't have best. anything to do. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with parenting whatsoever. But it <laughs> oh, really, I guess it doesn't. It has nothing. To <laughs> I do didn't with even parenting. cross my mind. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, but it just speaks to my like little millennium soul. Um, so it's it's from HuffPost and it's called "What Happened to the Going Out Top." Experts reminisce on this early aughts fashion staples history heyday and apparent disappearance. So it talks about like, you know, right now, post pandemic, people are just still trying to figure out like what the heck they want to do wardrobe, like sweatpants to dress up, whatever. But back in the early to mid aughts, one nighttime look reigned supreme jeans with a going out top. The going out top was a staple at early 2000s house parties, bars, clubs, red carpet events and beyond for millennial women. The term evokes images of halters tube tops and bejeweled numbers from retailers like Forever 21, Express, Bebe, Charlotte Russe and Wet Seal. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and there's, there, they actually sort of delve into some of the research behind some of this and where this sort of evolved and like where we are today. Um, but I just got to say like, yes. Did you guys have going out tops in college? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, you would like see them on entertainment tonight or like you would watch them in reality shows and they'd be wearing these tops and you would be doing the same exact thing. Yeah. And you'd only wear them like Saturday night, like there's no other opportunity that you could possibly, you've got, you got it ready. You're looking at it in your closet, you know, during the week you're ready for it. Yeah. And then, and then you get to finally, the night has come. 
you're getting those low rise bell bottom jeans going. Mm-hmm. You're getting that mm-hmm. nice that nice big brown leather belt going on with like mm-hmm. your clunky mm-hmm. your clunky heel shoe thing. And then that top. And there it's just like the icing on the cake. It's just like bling, bling, bling. You're like, I am some hot stuff tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you're not, you, and you're not. You, yeah. You know what's well, funny? Well, you might be. You I might think be. we were. I think we were. I don't know. I look back at my old Facebook pictures from like freshman year of college. I'm like, whoo. Oh, I wasn't even on Facebook in college. I wasn't so either. that was probably <laughs> like a very good thing. That was yeah. a good thing. Um, I One of the things that it said in the article, which was totally true, is how like these tops like somehow anyone could wear them and right yes. like in college or when you're with your friends like you're like oh yeah like I'll, I wore that last weekend let's swap and you wear this yes. one but yeah. even like you know maybe your friend had bigger boobs or maybe she was smaller or bigger or like whatever it didn't matter somehow these tops were like magic and they just fit everyone you know they're kind of like like pregnancy tops now yeah because they're big so at the bottom like and, flowy yeah. yeah yeah oh man I, I had this um, one this- that I wore all the time it was like this this sheen of a material. I don't even know if it exists Horrible. anymore. It was like polyester. It's, yeah, it's like probably banned because it's like it gets, you know, like ruin the environment. Yeah, it's a fire hazard. And it was like <laughs> silver, which is like not a good color for mm. me. <laughs> like a silver gray. <laughs> it was like spaghetti strap with like the deep V and it was like mm. encrusted Ooh. in sequins. Yep. All yep. 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 down. Yep. Yep. And then Hello. like the empire waist. Man, I wore mm-hmm. that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I just, I like was smiling the whole time I read this article because it was just so true and it brought me back to those times. But what's funny is <laughs> semi-recently, um, well, maybe pre-pandemic, but um, I realized like I was getting ready to go out, like out, out. And I was like, wait, I, I think I'm at the point in life where like my going out top is like the same as a top I would wear to work. Oh yeah. Like, so how that's did what this happen? Art- that, that's what happen? this article says is that people, so people distinguish less between like Saturday night and Monday morning kind of thing. It also talks about people wear going out outfits now. So it's less about like those design. I don't know about you guys, but I had like a pair of diesel jeans that were like designer jeans. And I probably like blew my whole, like, I don't know, work steady paycheck on them. Um, and like, that was like your, you wore your diesel jeans and you wore your top, but now people are like much more into outfits or much more into like entire outfits. And it also talks about, I thought this was interesting is that sort of the rise of Instagram influencers are now Mm -hmm. like, you can dress, like, you don't have to go out to wear a cute outfit. Like you can, Mm -hmm. you're like at work, you can go to work, you're hanging out in your basement, whatever you want to look cute and take a picture and you put it on Instagram and you know, the whole world knows about it. So it's less about like that specific, like Saturday night, Friday night. Right. Outfit. Only people and, in mm-hmm. real life can see you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what else did I think was interesting? Um, I, I mean, ultimately it talks about how, when, if you're, you know, our age group about how, uh, like you just miss those days because like those days just don't happen anymore. It was like the days where you would, you needed a going out top because, you were going out in huge groups to bars mm-hmm. and you needed reservations for 12 people. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like so fun. And now, I mean, when's the last time you needed a reservations for 12 people? Mm-hmm. Like when is the last time you even hung out with 12 people during a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Right. And also I kind of miss those days because like you said, like, okay, 
all you have to think about is like what top you're wearing now. That, yeah, like, that was oh, the biggest. Like, that was the biggest. It's yeah. like if you wear jeans and like a top, it's like, are you going to the grocery store? Like you didn't even try tonight, you know? Like now, like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I have to come up with like some weird baggy pants situation that's like high waisted, totally. and then like something to wrap around that on top. Right. But like, like the jewelry has yes. to look like I didn't try, but it's like really expensive, mm-hmm. and then like yes. right. I mean, it's like this whole thing. It was so easy in the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, and, like. You know, now when, when we get ready to go out, like, it's like, okay, have the kids been fed? Like one kid's wanting this and you're like trying to do your hair and your makeup. Back then, remember when you used to like all go in Hours. one bathroom and Hours. yeah, you could spend as long as you wanted. You had like music going, you had you're little talking, day drinking, you're drinking. You were like, yeah. Like you pre, like, remember pre-gaming? It was so fun. Mm-hmm. You're like picking mm-hmm. out, you're going out top. I mean, it was, so, the whole thing was so fun. I mean, I remember some nights like that would happen and we would have zero plans. And some nights we oh, would yeah. end up not even going anywhere. We're like yeah. still in the dorm. And it's like, well, I guess we're just going to like go to bed Hang now. Hang out, we're going out top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the fun you, thing. Remember how you couldn't go out before, like, it wasn't cool to go out before like 10 or something. Like you couldn't be seen like that early. Like you went out like later. Oh so, yeah, for sure. I was always like that person that was like, oh, it's so late. Like I like to be in bed by 11. So I will tell you, even mm. as like a college student that like gave me a little bit of anxiety. Like on New Year's honest. Eve, you're like, oh, we got to hurry up. Like we got to get there before midnight. Like it was yeah, like, right. yeah. And now I'm like, it's 1202 and I'm calling my Uber. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm like yeah. done for the night. Well, Gosh, um, we're old. Jeez. We now I feel, yeah, I feel RIP going out top. Mm. RIP. Uh, I don't know. Like, we might still have, I might still have a couple of these, like, rolling around my closet. Not from the early 2000s, but I still have a couple of tops. That, I feel like you know, after my third kid, when I cleaned out my closet, I was like, yeah, I'm never wearing The going out tops were out. The going yeah. out tops all got taken to Goodwill. Yep. They're done. Yeah, I don't really have, yeah, because I kind of wear this, like you said, I wear the same stuff. Like, this shirt I bought for work, and I <laughs> mm-hmm. told Katie, I said, like, when I get to go out to bars again, you will see the shirt. Like this will make an appearance. That's like that's the point of this article is that yeah. now people don't discriminate between Wednesday morning at work and Friday night at, yep. at the bars. It's the same. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I'm kind of well, it's okay a cute with it top. If, if it makes you feel better, I was come uh, think, looking at it earlier thinking it was cute. Thanks. I just won't stand up because it doesn't cover my entire. Mm. We'll call it midriff. <laughs> Belly. Sure. Well, I was trying to sound cuter, but it's true. Okay, sorry. Win of the week. Okay, guys. So when I found out this year that my birthday was also Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. I entered like a deep depression. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is bull. Like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Like, I want a Mother's Day dedicated to me. And also at this point in my life, like, I still like having my birthday. Like, I like my birthday. It's just like a fun, like, celebratory thing. I'm still alive. I'm still here. Like, this is, you know, I want two separate days. So I was, like, not that excited about it this year. But it turned out it was, like, the best Mother's Day and, like, the most wonderful birthday. And I had such a great weekend. My husband, like, spoiled me with all kinds of stuff and the kids. And they made me all these cards. And I got to see, like, my mom, my mother-in-law, like, and I had special time with my kids. Everything just worked out wonderfully. And Mm. right before bed, I don't know if like my husband prompted him or not, but it was like, you know, like the end of the weekend, it was like a great, you know, I was in a good mood. And then like my little boy comes upstairs and he's, I'm like already in bed and he comes in my room. I'm like, great. Like he's going to be in my bed for the next hour or whatever. But he just goes, mom, I just wanted to tell you 
that you're the best mom in the whole world. I was like, oh, oh my God, I love, like, that was, it was just like the icing on the cake. It was so sweet. So it was just a good weekend and good, good birthday, good Mother's Day. And I'm a lucky, lucky lady. Well, I won't lie to you. I like to treat Mother's Day like it's my second birthday. You know? <laughs> right. I do sort of feel bad for you that you have to like that your birthday and Mother's Day are so close together. I feel like you mm-hmm. maybe have you have there's the potential to be gypped there, but it sounds like John it worked it out this year. Yeah. Well, out. I have to say Gregory's birthday is the same weekend as Father's Day. Oh, oh, so same. Yeah, same so I need on. to like step up my game. After hearing this, I'm like, ooh, now lots of pressure to make sure that I like do the same thing for him and make it <laughs> as wonderful as it was. He won't yeah. care as much Consult as me. John. Yeah, Let's and be also true. like dads, like they don't care about that kind of stuff, do they? Uh, I don't know. Well, Father's Day, I mean, that's next. We got to think about that. Yeah, can't do that bar crawl we did that other oh, yeah, year. Yeah, we pre-COVID. did the bar crawl. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next year. Dad dive bar crawl. We did that. Maybe next year. Yeah. I still have the koozie. Still have the koozie. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're well, glad it was a good one for you, Ingrid. Speaking of dads, we had a dad leave us a review, guys. Ooh. Love to hear that there's dads out there listening. Ooh. Do you have the review there? I don't, but he basically oh. said, like, that he y'all are us. funny. Y'all are some funny <laughs> chicks. So Listen, we're we'll trying over news. here, dads. We'll take them. Thanks, dads and moms, for listening. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Bye, guys. Ankle Moms, the podcast. Thanks for listening.